You're listening to the Pimp Cron Podcast. Welcome to episode 80 of the Pimpcron Warhammer podcast, and I am so happy you're all listening to my voice right now. I love my voice. Hopefully, you'll love my voice. What are we talking about? Real talk with the Pimpcron tonight is me jabbering on about something. I don't even remember. I don't, you know, I just talk a lot, and I don't even listen to myself. So, it's hard for me to say what I was talking about, because honestly, I bore myself. But if I'm being honest, uh, if I'm being honest, the real talk with the Pimpcron is kind of a horoscope weird segment where we are trying to guess what your personality is based off the armies that you play. So this is like a 40k horoscope, what your army says about you sort of thing. And you can, you know, comment and say whether or not that's true or not. We also have a test rack mailbox from Nate. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Nat. Nat, where he asks about... is there an undead faction in 40k because they like death rattle and age of Sigmar and they don't play 40k. So I talked to Nat, not Nate, Nat about that. We also have a, well, here's an idea. Try molded bases instead of making your own bases. And uh, that's pretty self-explanatory. So I'll move on to want that or want that not where the Valhallen made to order box set is coming out along with a bunch of different units and what I think about those models. And yes, they are metal. They're not China ca- or fine cast. They are metal. So we'll discuss that. Want that or want that not. What have I been up to? I had a crazy good game last week of 40k. I played Dark Eldar versus uh, Dark Angels. And uh, the guy at the game store, Jason, he is definitely one of our competitive gamers. He He goes to a lot of tournaments and things like that. And I decided... Alright, let's let's do this. Let's try to play a narrative game and be competitive about it and all that. And we kicked each other's asses. I gotta tell you, we actually tied when it was all said and done. I was hanging on by the skin of my teeth, because you know just how undurable Dark Eldar are. And we tied 27 to 27. It was an old slobber knocker, as JR from WWE would say. Total, total slobber knocker. It was a great game. Uh, we also had a demo for Brutality with my buddy Ash, and uh, he really liked it. He's making a Wookiee Warband for our store campaign, which I'm super excited about. My other friend Derek is making a Werewolf Warband. Um, man, I don't remember the the company that he said that was, but of course the Wookiees are from Star Wars Legion or, or whatever the Star Wars Assault miniatures game is and um we played a demo game that was pretty fun so i'm i'm getting excited we are gearing up for the store campaign and other than that i've been working on the brutality skirmish war game book which is supposed to be done and published in like the next two months or so and um it's got a brand new campaign system uh tons of stuff to do in your off time in between missions gives your characters more freedom there's going to be all new ai charts so you literally can just play a ai uh solo campaign all by yourself or with a friend co-op which would be pretty fun you each take you know a model or two and play against the ai is also very fun I am slowly becoming somewhat of a an expert on tabletop ai as I work more and more into it. The Pimpcron, I'm sorry, I always say that first. The Epic War Planner 
which is my my war gaming supplement for 28 millimeter games. It is uh it has two different types of AI. It's got logic trees and it also has um slightly more random actions for each unit. And I've done articles in the past about AI for your games. So I've I've played games by myself using AI. Just James and I have played games using AI. It's it's a lot of fun. And um it's so nice to actually play cooperatively instead of competitively. But I somewhat digress. So we've got a bit of a variety show for you tonight. A couple different segments than normal, and um, plus the horoscope thing, I just think it's hilarious. It's just, it's weird, but I had a lot of people say it was dead on, so we'll see how that works for you. Let's get on with the show. Let's open the Tesseract mailbox. It's time for the Tesseract mailbox, and this week we have a message at pimpcron at gmail.com from Nat. He says, hey, good morning, new listener here. I was puzzling on something the other day with my friend. We both play Warhammer Fantasy on the PC and have recently got into Age of Sigmar. This hobby is really great, by the way. But my point is, Jeremy and I were curious if there is an undead army in 40k. I see the robot skeleton guys, but since they're metal, I don't really think they are undead. Anyway, he has started a death rattle army, and if there was an undead army in 40k, that would probably pull us into that game too. I've picked through your episodes, and I really like the hobby-related ones. You have permission to read this on the air. Nat from Mississippi. First off, thanks for listening, Nat. I appreciate it, and I'm glad you're a new listener. Second of all, um, I have no issue with you picking through the episodes. You find the ones you like, and you listen to them suckers. Uh, with that said... The Necrons are who you're thinking of, the robot skeleton guys. Um, they they do act like undead. Like, your Death Rattle can come back in Age of Sigmar. Your Necrons also come back. And honestly, the mechanic for Necrons coming back and resurrecting from the dead actually, I think, is implemented a little better than Age of Sigmar, where they, they have the grave sites and then the banners and the, a bunch of other stuff that you know, keeps bringing models back. Necrons are, are more durable, and they have great bravery, so they're not likely to flee very easily. And um, just all in all, I, th- I think that mechanic is done a lot better than Undead. If you're talking about narratively, I would still say that Necrons are probably the Undead of 40k, there is a chapter of Space Marines called Blood Angels, and they are kind of vampires. And there's a chapter of Space Marines that are Space Wolves, and they're kind of werewolves. There's, uh, I mean, it's it's basically just fluff, though. There's not a whole lot to do with the actual rules of the game. So, um, well, you know, there's also Death Guard. Death Guard has a bunch of um, uh, pox walkers and... Uh, I believe there's, isn't there plague zombies too, I think? And um, a lot of kind of undead kind of sort of things. You could also, if you were going to make your own, you know, use your own models and do your own thing, you could pretty much easily do a Tyranids army with all undead. If you took a bunch of Hormagons or Termagants, which are the small, gribbly type models, and uh, you could you could easily use zombie models for those and just go oh yeah these guys 
these Hormagons, which are the melee guys, oh, they just are those 28 Days Later style zombies that just run at you full speed, you know, not the slow, stupid ones. Poxwalkers for Death Guard, which is a Chaos Faction, that is a little more like your slow, plodding, you know, undead zombies. Unfortunately, you wouldn't really be able to use your skeletons or your death rattle from Age of Sigmar for Necrons because Necrons have very specific uh, war gear and ranged weapons and things like that. So I know death rattle don't have any ranged weapons currently in their current model range. So that doesn't quite fit, but you could, you know, pox walkers or melee, you technically could use those for pox walkers. Hormagons or Melee, you could technically use them for, for that if you really wanted to. But unfortunately, I feel like Necrons probably do fit the bill the best. So uh, that is that is my advice there. Thank you for reading, uh, Nat. And um, I'm glad you guys started listening to the podcast. And I'm also really happy you're getting into the hobby. Uh, you're correct. This is a very, very fun hobby. It's completely consumed slash ruined my life. So <laughs> anyway, thanks for writing in and you can all reach me at pimpcron at gmail.com or facebook.com slash the pimpcron. Want that or want that not? On this edition of Want That or Want That Not, we are covering the for one week only, the Valhallen Platoon offer on made-to-order on Games Workshop's website. So, I actually have quite a few Valhallens. I enjoy these models, and I was interested to see this popping up. I think the Valhallen models are just slightly cartoony, you know, the way the old metal models were, but overall, I think they hold up pretty well. And uh, it's $125, and these are metal models, believe it or not, so... They have, in this set, for $125, you get one Commander Chenkov, who used to be an HQ, and now they just want you to use him as a company or platoon commander. You get a Sergeant with Bolt, Pistol, and Chainsword, a soldier with a hand, uh, a Sergeant with a Hand Flamer and Power Sword, 18 Guardsmen with Laz Cannons in 8 different poses, and 3 Auto Cannon teams, each with a crew of 2 Guardsmen. So... I really do like this set, believe it or not, and uh, I think it's a little pricey. You're spending $5 a model on this, so uh, when you add up all, what, 23 models or something like that, it ends up being $5 a model. These are metal models, they're not resin, so that's kind of a plus, honestly. And uh, if you already have a bunch of these models, I'm sure you're happy to see them come up for sale, you know, on the website again, because... um. They have been out of stock or out of print for quite some time. And I like how they're doing this made-to-order stuff. So you can at least, you know, continue to fill out your army. Um, and 18, you know, uh, three autocannon teams and 18 guardsmen. And so essentially it's two 10-man squads, each with one sergeant. And then uh, the autocannon teams. So and then one command platoon commander. I've always loved these models. I really think they've got a lot of character to them. A lot of the old models that were hand sculpted like this just have a certain quality about them that I really like. They are a tad bit cartoony, like I said, but honestly, they do have character. A lot of these old models have a lot of character. And for 125 bucks, 
honestly, if you're going to spend, if you're going to buy the new models in box in plastic, you'd probably end up, if you bought two 10-man boxes and a platoon commander and three heavy weapon squads, you're going to end up spending $125 anyway. And it's honestly, it's it's a little tempting for me to buy these, but, you know, it's just, I don't think they quite hold up, and I hate to say this because I do love these models, I don't think they quite hold up to the standard of the current models nowadays. The, the models are very obviously hand sculpted, and their lines are a little softer, there's a lot of like little variations like in the gun barrels and things like these, and of course I have all these models in, in person. So I know exactly what I'm talking about here. Um, but you can even see it in the images. They're just... But, you know, there's something I kind of feel like we lose with all of this, like, CAD, you know, computer-assisted... It was a computer-assisted design of models. And all the lines are nice and crisp. The detail is better and all of that. But there's something about these old models that I really, really like. And here I am kind of being a doofus because I only saw the big bundle when I first started doing this. And now I'm looking on the website and I see, oh my gosh, they're selling all the cool old models that I used to miss. So, yes, for $125, they have the Valhallen Platoon. But then you can individually order different units. Like, they do have a Valhallen Mortar Team, which is pretty cool. They have the Valhallen Heavy Bolter Teams. They have the Valhallen Auto Teams. They have Valhallen Missile Launcher Teams. They have the old Crab-Clawed Commissar Yark, which is... Still a soft spot in my heart, although he kind of looks ridiculous now. And the um, uh, Commander Chenkov, obviously. The Valhallen Commander is one of my very favorite Valhallen models. And this guy's $25 on here. And I own this model. And he's got a chainsword and a flamer uh, hand pistol. And oh my gosh, he's just, there's something about this model. He's so cool. He's like pointing off to the side like he's commanding his troops. It's a really good model. Chenkov, honestly, is that Russian, uh, he almost looks like, looks like a Voyestrin, but he's a Valhallen. And he's got the fur round hat and all that, and I've never really cared for his model. Matter of fact, I think I ripped his fur off his back on the model that I have, because I just, the fur always just looked like it was glued to the back of him and not actually attached to him. So, if I'm not mistaken, mine is just ripped right off, because I didn't like it. You can also get... 10 Valhallen Ice Warriors for 40 bucks, and that's a whole platoon, like, it's great, I really, 40 bucks I don't think is unreasonable in the very least, now here, <laughs> now to the unreasonable, okay, Valhallen Special Weapons Squads is $30 for three models, one with a grenade launcher, one with a flamer, and one with a melt-a-gun, and OMG, that's pretty ridiculous in my book. I just think that's completely ridiculous. $10 a model for the special special weapons. You would be better off just taking the four, uh, the uh, 10 Valhalla Ice Warriors for 40 bucks and trimming some guns off, cut off some gun barrels, give them a plasma gun, give them a flamer or whatever instead of paying $10 a piece. I feel like that's the most ridiculous thing on here. But uh if nothing else, man, go up there and grab your Valhallen Commander. He's such a great model. I don't know why he uh, he butters my biscuit the way he does, but man, he's awesome. So, all in all, uh, I do think that's a want that, honestly. I think $125 is not bad for what you're getting there. Um, 
Unless you don't want the heavy weapon squads, which I'm kind of iffy on. Honestly, I would rather have 30 regular Valhallans get the get three sets of the Ice Warrior squads instead of the heavy weapon squads. I mean, I already own the heavy weapon squads, so whatever. I guess that's the reason why I have that opinion. But Chenkov, I don't think is worth it. And let's see if you're actually saving any money if I add this stuff up. So actually, yes, I just added it up. And it's you're saving $65 over buying all of these same things separately. And, you know, that's that's pretty good, actually. But like I said, man, I'm I'm kind of tempted to buy these, but I don't actually have a Valhallen army. You know, my long story short, my guard army is a conglomeration of a bunch of leftover units from other other armies that have joined the cause uh, defectors, if you will, not traitor guard, just defectors. So I have different units. I have Katachin units. I have Valhallen units. I have Mordian units. I've got a bunch of different uh, units that, you know, they're not all just one thing but I do have a good the initial army that I ever bought of Imperial Guard was all Valhallans so that's why I have at least 20 Valhallans and Chenkov and the Valhallan commander and the heavy weapon squads I got a lot of them but uh overall it's really not bad but I believe it's only for this week so you better jump on it because it's one of those made to order things and they don't stay around very long they intentionally just make short runs of it but honestly, you got to give them credit. I mean, I'm glad they're just making short runs of it, honestly. I mean, it's better than not making runs of it at all. So that would be the other option. So this is definitely a want that for me. But maybe not a want that for this the big bundle for 125 I think I'd rather spend that money and get 30 more Valhallans. But to each his own. Now, here's an idea. And now it's time for, well, here's an idea. You know, we talk a lot about basing in this hobby. We spend a lot of time basing and things like that. And it has recently come to my attention that I may have been doing it wrong all along. Because in the time that it takes me to glue my own bases and to paint them or flock them or whatever... I could just be using the models that GW makes, the bases, the textured bases, the Sector Imperialis bases. There's tons of base makers on eBay and places like that that make resin or 3D printed bases. And the reason why this just recently struck me is because I've been redoing my Necron army into an all-new, all-cool, full-of-personality army because it is my signature army. I mean, you probably know from the title. Of this podcast. So I started buying the Delac people um, from Necromunda and they all come with these really cool steampunky bases and things. And I just realized how easy it is for an army to look really cool when you make textured bases or I mean you buy textured bases and uh, it's just it's just awesome. So what I've what I've ended up doing now is all the Necrons that I was keeping I am now buying the Sector Imperialis and the Necromunda bases for them to keep a steampunky vibe. And it, you just prime it and you dry brush it for crying out loud. There's no glue. There's no nothing. There's no sand. There's no flock. You just glue the things. Like It's so, so, so easy. And my army is going to end up looking pretty cohesive. So the Sector Imperialis is just a little bit different than the Necromunda bases. But all in all, I think it's going to look really good. And I needed some 40 millimeter bases for my scarabs. So 
unfortunately, the only way they sell Insector Perialis uh, bases in 40mm is in this big, like, $35 box set, and you only get 20 bases, and it's it's just not what I really needed. So I went on eBay and bought some 3D-printed uh, steampunky bases for my scarabs. So I'm very, very excited about this, and it just opened up this whole new world for me where I've always just, you know put glue on it and put sand on it and was done with it. But this is so, so much better looking. And then once I started looking through all the different things in eBay and, and uh, the different sellers, and I mean, you can buy literally anything you want. You can buy bases covered in skulls if you play corn or bases with tree stumps on them or bases with bits and pieces of statues or mud or rivers or... I mean, just wood planks, you can do concrete, you can do tile, there are an infinite number, and these bases are cheap too, I forget how many, how much it was, but most of the bases are like a dollar something a piece, and even GW's bases, believe it or not, are super, super affordable, I was actually shocked when my uh, local store told me how much it was for 10 bases, I'm expecting him to say like, you know, 20 bucks or something, I think it was like $7 for 10 bases, and, I mean, that still is not super cheap, but as far as GW's concerned, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is super cheap. I was expecting way, way more from GW. Now, obviously, it's not much plastic, yada, yada, but I'm still just shocked that they'd be giving it away for that price. So, I'm very excited about working on my Necrons and, uh, you know, rebasing everybody in this really cool steampunky base thing. So, the next time that you look for basing opportunities for a new army, you might just want to look on eBay or look to GW or because they have Age of Sigmar bases as well. And it just makes life so, so much easier. You prime the thing just like you prime your model and then you paint the thing just like you paint your model. I mean, it's just matter of fact, what I'm going to be doing, um, I just primed all my bases right now and I'm going to be painting them all prior to gluing the models on them. And hopefully I don't get any of that, uh, that fog, that haze from the super glue. But, you know, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. Um, I just wanted to bring up that this is way cheaper than you probably thought it was because I was blown away by it, and it's so much easier. Not to mention, occasionally, I will, when I use glue, Elmer's glue and sand, occasionally I will have it, like, come off the base after, like, a long time, after a year or two, the Elmer's glue and sand will slowly, like, peel off the base, and then I have to super glue it down. So that's just, you know, another issue. But uh, definitely, definitely take a look at them. Even if you don't give them a try, definitely take a look at them, because they are very inexpensive, and they can make your armies look awesome. Toodles. Now it's time for Real Talk with Pentcron. Hey guys and gals, tonight's Real Talk with the Pimpcron, I am putting on a big old, I guess it's a turban, and I've got my crystal ball, and I've got all these sacred crystals and essential oils and all of that out, and I am going to play Fortune Teller with your 40k armies, okay? So this was originally an article about four years ago, where judging by exactly how armies played and the types of players that I knew personally that played such armies, I tried to use your armies that you play as a personality test for you. And the vast majority 
of the comments were actually very, very... Um, they were claiming that it was accurate. They're like, oh my god, this is, you know, get out of my head sort of thing. Now, you know, I, I don't, <laughs> I can't say this is going to be accurate for you, but it's a fun little test anyway, okay? So I have like a secret theory that the army that we choose to play may s say something about who we are, whether it be the background of the army or the specific way the army plays, the play style of it. Um, the reason why we may, the reason why we may be drawn to an army is because of something inside us that resonates with that army. And I mean, as an undying robot, I've been a keen observer of humanity for a while. I've played hundreds of games against many, many different people. Over the course of the years, I've noticed trends in different players who play different armies. So let's get into it. Tau. Okay, if you play Tau. You trust your own judgment and do what you think is right. You are very firm in your beliefs and are hard-headed about them. You believe you know better than other people and may come off as condescending by accident, or maybe intentionally. You tend to have an analytical mind and are good with contingency plans. So that is if you play Tal. If you play Chaos, whether it be demons or marines or uh, traitor guard or any of that... You like being unique and don't mind when you aren't quote-unquote normal. You like doing things your own way and don't mind attracting attention to yourself by being different. You have an aggressive side and more than likely enjoy music that is darker and more on the fringe than most other people. Your aggressiveness is a good quality because you are to the point and usually honest. Your aggressiveness is a bad quality because you are more likely to let your anger get the best of you. That's for all of the Chaos players out there. Now, for all of you Orc players out there, you love a good crazy experience and can be a bit reckless at times. You probably have plenty of crazy memories from your past, as well as quite a few regrets. You don't take things too seriously and do things for the fun of it, even if they're destructive. You are more likely to be an entertaining person and enjoy spending time with people, maybe as the center of attention. The problem with your personality is that you often aren't serious when you need to be and do things before thinking. Now, if you play Space Marines, um, I would also go for Custodes as well. And uh, if you play Space Marines, you believe in the establishment and the decency of mankind for the most part. You are more likely to give people the benefit of a doubt and are probably let down more than you care to admit. You are orderly and like structure in your life. You are willing to get the job done when you have to, even if it means some things that you don't want to do if you believe the end result is worth it. On the other side, you are more likely to strive for your superior's acceptance and enjoy getting a pat on the bat. So it sounds like this is a the type of person that follows the rules, you know, generally thinks most people are good people, has faith in humanity, believes in laws and order and regulations and I'd like to know how many police officers that play Warhammer play Space Marines. Just curious. Next up is Imperial Guard. You know that there is more than one way to skin a cat. You usually take a multi-faceted path trying to cover all of your bases and are good at making backup plans. When one plan fails, there's always another to pick up the slack. You are a destroyer when it comes to your goals and don't accept half measures. You, If you see something that needs to be done, you go at it from every single angle you can think of and hope to see a crater when the dust settles. 
on the negative side, you are harder on yourself than most people, and you are your own worst critic. Now, if you play Eldar, you always use the right tool for the right job. This enables you to be fast on your feet due to being prepared and not bogging and not bogged down by taking unnecessary steps to solve a problem. Some could call it cutting corners, but it's really just more efficient. You tend to come off as a bit smug due to your confidence in your own abilities to get things done, which rubs people the wrong way. You prefer the single, precise death blow to your problems versus other ways to solve problems. Now, if you play Tyranids, this one's for you. You know that most of life's problems are easier if you have a support network of friends or family that can help you. Your inner circle means a lot to you, and you enjoy being around people. You may even be a bit manipulative of other people and secretly keep some people around because of what you might need them for in the future. Naturally, you'll never admit this, though. Your personal network tends to be larger than the average Joe. You are often the person who sees someone he knows wherever he goes, the store, the gas station, school, etc. On the downside, the people close to you notice these traits may wonder where your true loyalties lie. Speaking of true loyalties, what about Dark Eldar? You are a freedom lover and very tolerant of different views and lifestyles. You enjoy living for the sake of living and believe that you are the master of your own fate. This makes you vastly more flexible in problem solving than your opponents, but doesn't do anything to safeguard you from making a mistake. You tend to be a bit reckless, and when you fail, you fail hard. You are a poisoner and hold stealth and cunning high over brute strength and power. Now, that's kind of referring to the old adage that women are poisoners, men are annihilators. You know, uh, if you actually look at poisoning versus like serial killing, uh, women, if they are a serial killer, they're much more likely to be a non-violent serial killer. You know, they will inject poison or they'll poison food or they'll whatever in some sort of indirect way where men are much more likely to, you know, perform violent acts of crime like you know, shooting, stabbing, whatever. So finally, here is my own kin, the Necrons. You have the utmost faith in your own strength and feel like the rock for many people in your life. You may not be aggressive so much as you are just durable. Everyone knows that you can re- they can rely on you for help when they need it, which might lead you to feel underappreciated or used from time to time. No matter what happens in life or how bad it looks, you're the type of person who says to themselves, I can handle this. The problem with this type of person is you will seldom find someone to lean on when you need help. So, please write in or comment and let me know if this suits you. Uh, Honestly, you know, I play a lot of different armies, so it's hard for me to see how this actually applies to me but I do honestly think that Necrons would probably be the most fitting for my personal self view you know and um it's it's pretty interesting like I said a lot of the comments were saying that it was dead on and this was just from my passive observations and what I know of the armies and and less about the lore of the armies and more about the core rules of the armies you know such as Tyranids needing a support network. Okay, uh, you know, a lot of that has to do with Synapse and things like that, where they can all buff each other and help each other, you know. But, anyway, maybe it's all just cockadoodle, right? Maybe it's all just BS, and I guess I'll put out my soy candles now, and I will stop... I'll turn off my doTERRA 
essential oil ozonator or whatever it's called. And uh, <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to share that, and I'd love to hear your feedback on whether or not that was accurate. Toodaloo.